Well, welcome guys to the New Day podcast, and today we have a special guest, uh, Britton, who is our Hello. new creative director, worship leader, and he was also born in the year 2002. So this is the moment where, um, the, the moment's finally come, where we are now interviewing the younger guy. Yep. We are the old guys that don't get it, and we don't understand things anymore. We're, and, we're grumpy old millennials. Yeah, and so we're going to try to understand kids these days, and so, but we are really excited to talk to you, man, and uh, to, to learn. That's what we're here. We're here to yes, learn. Yes, um, but we are calling this podcast, like, Gen Z interrogation because Britain, you represent you're the voice of your generation born in 2002 so I I, my first question just has to do with like man what social media are you on do you get on Facebook at all I get on Facebook to use marketplace to look at guitars and stuff but I'm on Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat all right describe Facebook in one word um this old. is an interior old. There you go. Facebook <laughs> is old. All right. Now, what do you got? So for real, Facebook's old? Like, I mean, I don't know. I use it for when, like, memories pop up from, like, six years ago or just to look at. Back when you were in, was that middle school or high school six years ago? Um, He's you think you were probably just wrapping up middle school six yeah, years ago. It was probably going into ninth grade. Awesome, so, okay. Man. So what, what is Instagram? Um, Instagram's just, like. It's just become more of checking up on friends and seeing, like, just where they're at and what they're doing. And then Snapchat is more talking to people and seeing, like, their behind-the-scenes life. And then TikTok is just everyone trying to get famous. Hey, speak louder. Okay. Spe- speak up, boy. Speak <laughs> up. <laughs> We're actually recording this podcast because we did it last time and Britain talked too low, and so we had to redo it. So I can sing, but I'm trying to work on <laughs> Real, talking. Project. Real talk project. podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, so TikTok's the biggest one, though. Like yeah. most, most people your age are on TikTok. Yes. But is that is TikTok, and we're just diving right in, aren't we? Um, is TikTok, is it serious? It, so it reminds me of Vine back in the day. Do you know about Vine? Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of like what Vine was, where maybe there was a serious aspect of, to some degree, but mainly, even if it was serious, it was like people mimicking of like another audio seriously to make a point. But like, is TikTok mainly just like, do you, do you see it more as like entertainment or is it legitimate like community and connection? It's more entertainment. I mean, YouTube is where you go for education. Okay. Yeah. And TikTok, okay. I mean, there's like a, there's different links of videos that you can make. Um, and they're trying to make like 10 minute TikToks, but usually they're just like 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's more for entertainment. So, so where do people your age go for connection online? Cause the whole thing is like, well, people connect online. Is that like texting? Like where, where, where do people connect meaningfully online or does that not exist? And that's the whole point of why everyone's so lonely. <laughs> I mean, on TikTok. They connect, but it's like bonding over, um, Dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah, like dark humor, mm-hmm. basically. And in the comment section, making fun of people and stuff. It's a weird way to connect, but I don't know. So how, how is Gen Z humor different? Like, what do you what do you guys find funny? Well, there there was this video on TikTok, and it was like a piece of bread, and it fell over, and it got like millions of likes and people were like man that was so funny and i was just like i don't know why that was funny but i guess it was (laughs) 
feel like we had that on Facebook back in the day. It's like, like this page. It's a cucumber, you know, and I got like a 2 million likes or something like that. But I was just like, what do you guys find well, funny? Like what? But you guys find like the crying emoji, which I still use it unashamedly. I use it all the time because I think it's hilarious, you know, but I've been told like it's like the dead face, the dead skull is the, now the skull. Yeah. like dead means funny, you know, and whereas the crying emoji is like what boomers and millennials use. And wait, wait, wait. Is the skull still in or is that? Is that out? It's probably over I don't like the skull. I've never. I, I skull I, I is out. Either. Yeah. I mean, I know other people that use it, but I use the laughing face. So still. So 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 the biggest one. So so I mean, I, I know YouTube. I think YouTube is one of the ones that actually kind of bridges the spectrum. I think everyone likes YouTube. Yeah. My dad watches YouTube. You know, like I watch YouTube. Like it's funny. The other day, I was thinking like. I was talking to someone, and I was like talking about how like I don't really watch TV. Like I never sit down on my couch flip on the tube and like watch like a, like a show or like, I, like I don't watch like a lot of sporting events anymore, which I used to be really into. But what I realized is I do watch TV. I just, the way I consume it is different. I'm kind of, kind of walking around my house with my phone or outside somewhere. And so, and I, so I, I consume probably just as much TV as I ever have. I just do it differently and in smaller chunks, which is the whole new thing, you know? So, um, but, but another question I had for you as we're kind of thinking about your generation is, um, you know, what do you think is something that people don't understand about like like your 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 generation? So like there are probably things that people think they understand, like the cliche things, but what is something you think that most people don't understand yet about people your age in general? Um probably like just how open Gen Z is with everything. Like they're very open on what they believe in, like what they stand for and um like, even if it's, like, things that aren't good and they still stand for it and it's, like, against what they know is to be right, but they're, like, well, this is what I believe, this is what I stand for, um, then I feel like other generations are just, like, why? Why are you so open? Like, why don't you just, like, fit in with everything else? But that's what I think. So, so like, um, is that why? Because I feel like maybe when, when we were coming up, there was more... Um, like a, like like one of the things that's common nowadays is like a basketball player or athlete makes a statement about, um, you know, a political thing or a human rights thing, and the older generations are like, just stick to basketball kind of thing, you know, <laughs> like why are we getting our advice from you, you know, like you're good at like dunking, you know, like, you know, what do you know about the you know injustice that's happening in some random country, you know. But I'm guessing, like you're saying, you're you're like it's it's all connected for your like generation, and it's very values driven. Why do you think that is, though? Like, why why is that uniquely something like people like I know James, you're talking about like people will like choose like where they shop based upon what they support or don't support. Back in the day, it's like if you had nice shirts, I will go there. I don't care what your politics are. I still don't care what they are, honestly. But why is that such a big deal? Do you think for for people your age? I'm not sure. I mean, I guess with what they believe, like Gen Z, if they believe like a certain way and this store believes that way as well, they'll support them and they'll just stick with that store and be like a loyal customer. Um, but well, let me ask you this, because, you know, we, we're setting up your retirement account, which good job, Britain at 20. Uh, but you were really adamant about, hey, I want to support these companies or invest in companies that reflect my values. So, so why was that important to you? Um, 
So I wanted to put my money supporting companies that had biblical principles that weren't supporting abortion or supporting um, anti-biblical things because um, I, I wouldn't like think of it. It wouldn't be in the forefront of my mind every day, but it would be like the back of my mind, like my money is supporting some baby being killed right now. And um, I don't want that. Yeah, well, and I think too, you know, um, because I feel like, you know, because one of my questions was going to be like, where did tolerance go? Um, there, there used to be, in some ways, maybe it's it, like, I don't think a lot of the differences of opinion are, are new. You know, I think I mean, for the last hundred years, you know, where we live, there's been people that disagree on things like kind of, you know, what marriage is and, you know, are certain things, you know, um, acceptable or not. But it's almost like today, like, people have a harder time embracing the reality that some people have differences of opinion on those things. And obviously as Christians, like we, we have, you know, biblical convictions and values. Um, and I, I guess like I can know someone is not a follower of Jesus. And so therefore they're going to think differently on this. I, I don't think my conviction is not true or not good to be followed. I just know, well, they're not a Christian, so I shouldn't expect them to follow kind of, you know, my worldview in that sense. I hope they do, you know, but, um, I don't know. It just seems like today there's, um, it's like, it's like, where did tolerance go? And in a weird way, I think it's kind of exciting because I think it's like there's a, there's a lot more conviction of truth, you know, because, you know, I guess we came out of what was called postmodernism, which was like where truth was gone. That was like our thing where it's like, no, guys, like there is one way to heaven. <laughs> it's Christ, you know. Um, yeah, it matters how you live your life. It matters what you believe in. Um, and people are like, well, I don't really know if that's true. Everyone's got their own path. And that's gone. Like the idea like there's like you, you follow your path, I'll follow mine. Um, do you think at the core of that, there's a level of like, when you don't have a relationship with God, almost like people are realizing you can't live without some kind of sense of right and wrong, or, um, what do you think it is maybe contributing to that sense of just like you say open, which can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Do you you think that maybe your generation's connection or lack of connection to God plays into, um, you know, a desire to find truth somewhere? you know, to get behind something. Yeah, that, I mean, I feel like the, like, Gen Z will find something that they believe in and they'll just put themselves all into it, um, even if, even if it, like, kills them, basically, but, um, but I feel like they're just trying to fill that, like, Jesus hole in their heart, basically, and they're, they'll, they'll keep trying and putting themselves into whatever they believe in, um, but, it's never going to get filled because, I mean, it's a Jesus-shaped hole, so only Jesus can fill it, but they're trying to fill it with homosexuality or um, whatever they want to stand for. But Well, that's another crazy thing, too. I was thinking is, like, even when you think of, like, sexuality, how, how you know, much of a hot topic that's become on so many fronts. Like, you know, it's... You know, like I said, people for a long time have disagreed on, you know, human sexuality and and what's right and what's wrong. But now it's a thing where it's like, if you don't think that what I do is okay, you, you don't like me, you know? And so it's almost like like these things are kind of very, but, but, and it's not even just human sexuality. It's what I think about anything is wrapped up in who I am. And if you don't think that this is okay, what I do, then, then you hate me. Um, I mean, do you, do is that, 
more so for your generation, do you think? Or do you think we're just becoming more aware of it? Do you think there's something different about people your age versus like maybe your parents' age in terms of that? And why do you think that is? Like why, why, why do people associate these different things with themselves so much, do you think? I don't know. I mean... Appreciate the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've talked to some people and I was... Um, and I said, like, just because I don't agree with homosexuality doesn't mean I don't love you. I still love you. I just don't agree with how you're living your life. Mm -hmm. And I was called a homophobe, basically. Like, suddenly, just because I don't agree with them, suddenly I hate homosexuals. And I was like, I don't agree with the lifestyle, but I still love y'all. I'm not going to, I don't know, hate y'all. I mean, we're not... We're not here to hate people, we're here to love people. Mm -hmm. um, but That's a good segue, I think, for, you know, thinking about spirituality and the church, you know, like, wh what do you feel like are unique opportunities for reaching people for Christ and Gen Z and, like, loving them like you're talking about? And what do you think are some of the, the challenges maybe, like, followers of Jesus face as we, we try to love this generation specifically? Um, I think... There are a couple of unique ways of how Gen Z is reaching other Gen Zers. Um, there's a lot of TikTok pastors, basically, like um, just people spreading the message on TikTok and coming up on different people's pages. Um, I don't know, just... Well, the example is, I mean, you've got like a brand, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Child of God. Like, like, it's so funny, man, when we first... <laughs> So obviously, you know, Britton recently came on as our, our, our creative director and he's our worship leader too. And it's funny whenever um, me and James were talking, it was like, when you told us like you had a brand, I was like, that's really cool. I never <laughs> would have thought of having a brand. And I always joked to like, when I was coming up, you wanted to be in a band and now today you want to have a brand, <laughs> Yeah, know? but like you have a brand, you know? So, but that's a way you're, you know, kind of spreading the message. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting the message on a shirt. So like if I just have it on my shirt and people can go up and say like, what's up with the shirt and I can tell them about it um, so that it engages them and not me going up to someone and making them feel attacked there, if they feel like that. There is a boldness to your generation, isn't there? Mm. Kind of what you're saying, Dave, like there's a boldness. Yeah. I, guess. I think that's a benefit. Yeah. Like they step out in what they believe in and just go all in. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And they'll just tell it to everyone and they don't care who listens, who doesn't listen. Um, they're just... You talked about Gen Z reaching Gen Z, but what about like people watching? I imagine probably most people watching this are millennials or, or maybe the generation before that. I mean, how, how how do you think we're uniquely positioned to reach Gen Z or, or what can we do differently, you feel like, for them to be able to listen to us or vice versa? Um, I guess for millennials, it's like y'all aren't boomers, so it's like y'all have that... Um, <laughs> Upper hand. <laughs> step, step above a boomer, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's boomer, there's Gen X, then there's millennial. We're, 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 we're two steps removed from a boomer. FYI. And we love people in every generation. Absolutely. Um, but, I don't know, I think there's just, like, millennials aren't super old or, like, like set in their ways or whatever, so it's, like, Gen Z is like, well, I can like kind of connect with millennials. Um, so I guess there's like that, that like tidbit of connection. Mm -hmm. Tidbit like that. I, I still beat you one-on-one -on -one in basketball, you know, until I get too old, you know. <laughs> um, what does, what does Gen Z 
So let me, let me describe maybe how I felt like a lot of, in general, millennials thought about God. And then I want you to describe maybe how Gen Z is different in some way, right? I think growing up, when it came to God, there was a lot of like, number one, people just didn't think about God much. It just wasn't even as much of the conversation. Um, you know, God was maybe one option that you could be into if you wanted to. And it was okay if you're into your faith, but just don't push it on me kind of thing. Um, but it was almost kind of like a very kind of apathetic view towards God in general, you know. Um, some would be really devout, and you're always trying to wake people up to like, no, there is truth, there is right and wrong, you know. But for the most part, I would say kind of like an apathetic, just kind of living a mainstream American life was a lot of people. How does Gen Z think about God? I have a thought, but I want to hear what you think. That's different than that. I feel like... <clears throat> there's like half of them that are like all in, like this is this is where I'm supposed to be, like um, this is how life is supposed to be. Then there's the other half that's just like, um, I don't want to give up my rights. I don't want to submit to a higher authority. I just want to do what I want to do and live my life and live my truth. And yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's almost like more polarized and passionate either way, mm -hmm. it seems like. Would yeah. you say that's true? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's either extremely boiling hot or freezing cold. Yeah, and, and more vocal about it, too. Yeah, Like, growing up, like, you wouldn't want to say, like, I'm, I'm atheist. And I still think a lot of people don't. But people impressed would maybe say, I'm agnostic or I just don't believe and live my life, you know? That's good. Um what, what do you think in terms of, like, the church? How, how do you think Gen Z will shape the church in a good way? Um, I feel like they'll bring more of, like, a, a creative aspect to the church and um, just Gen Z's touch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how do you guys, like, I, I feel like this may be a personal preference, but in general, how do you feel like, followers of Jesus in your generation, like, engage with God more? Is it like, I'm going to get alone, like, read the Bible and journal? That's kind of, like, what we do a lot. I mean, like, how do you guys engage? Is it through music? Is it through creativity? I mean, how, how do you feel like you engage? For me, I don't know for anyone else of my generation, but for me, it's just listening to worship music and driving. But That's a good one, man. Yeah. Well, and Jen seems very communal, I guess, in a lot of yeah. ways. And so it's almost like like different worship communities in a sense, you know, it's like, are we a church? I don't know. We're a community, you know, kind yeah. of thing, you know, which there was some of that in our generation too. That's not, that's not necessarily anything new, but, um, you know, like I, it's almost like these kind of niche communities form on TikTok or anywhere else. And people just kind of like dwell in those. Mm -hmm. um, do you think though that like, you know, I know, and this is not just Gen Z, this is COVID, like with the online worship thing, do you think that there's still going to be a big draw to like in-person worship gatherings, you know, because people talk about how like that's not as big of a deal anymore, but then you look at like passion and it's like, we still do this. Mm -hmm. It looks different than a Billy Graham crusade, but you know, it's, it's, it's like less preaching, more music if we're honest. Right. Yeah. But what, what do you think, do you think Gen Z will have a high value of like a gathering worship experience in person? Definitely. Yeah. Like there's, there's online, and that's great, but there's just something about being in person that it's just, you can't replicate, and you can't replicate online what you can feel in person. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, that's pretty really powerful, cool. man. It's like the human element. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know about the metaverse. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's Jenna. That's my kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's next. That's next. <laughs> Man, that's good. Any other questions about church? No, man. I just want to hear any final thoughts you have, Britton, um, just on just Gen Z or the church. I mean, obviously, we're both, you know, me and James are pastors, and, you know, we want to be mindful of this new generation. We love working with you, you know, and, and the people that are in your age range. I mean, you know, what, what's just, if you're giving us advice on how to really, like, you know, shepherd Gen Zers towards Christ, what would you say? Just be loving. I mean, don't, don't like shove rules or religion down their throat um, and just, just be loving. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of um, church hurt that people have gotten rules and religion shoved down their throats and just got a bad taste of church, so they just pushed it away. Um, so, yeah. One more thing real quick. Do, it can be one or the other. It can be both and. Do you think millennials more prefer a pastor who is just like, you know, passionately pursuing God on fire, you know, great inspiration of what it looks like to follow Jesus and all this kind of stuff, um, you know, or a broken person that's doing their best to follow Jesus and very transparent about their journey? I know both can be appealing in different ways, but like there, there's a different, I even notice when I look at different churches, like, Churches don't realize it, but they kind of fall in different categories where the pastor is like the man of God, you know, and just has a this incredible, like, just kind of smiling and inspirational, and here's my beautiful family, and, you know, just look at all, you know, wow, like, God bless, you know, whatever. Um, and there's an appeal to that. Um, and, and it's good to have an example. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, you know. But there's also, like, the broken pastor who's up there, I mean, I'm no better than any of you, you know. Um, you know, I mean, obviously with enough spiritual integrity, I'm not like I don't care about anything, you know. But, you know, someone who's kind of seemingly, and I mean this in a good way, not, I don't mean this in a negative way, someone that kind of seems to have it together and is following Christ and is going to be our example, or someone who's kind of broken and figuring it out alongside of you. Which one of those two are both? I'd say the second one. Okay. I feel like the, the pastor who has it all together, I feel like it creates such a picture of, like, what life should be, and it's like well, my life is not like that at all, so I must be doing something wrong. Um, and then the second one, the broken pastor, If I feel like that pastor would be more relatable. And like, well, my life isn't perfect, his life isn't perfect, but we're both figuring this out together um, and walking through life, uh, walking on our path. Can I press into that a little bit? I, we were supposed to land the plane, but I'm controlling this. So, whoa, we're going back, back up. up. <laughs> I'm going back up. So like, elevate. <laughs> elevate. That's interesting, though. You, you're saying... Most people would probably prefer the second, but then you live a lot of your lives online and you talked about TikTok pastors and people follow those. I mean, like how, how do those two things mesh where you have like an online world where it's like all curated, you know, but then you feel like when it comes to like church and faith, like the, the broken is what people are drawn to. How are they drawn to both of those things? Um, so again, with the, like the online versus in-person thing, like online, like it just like, everyone creates a picture of, like, what they want their lives to look like. Like, inst- Instagram and TikTok, it's, like, someone's, like, highlight reel for their life. And um, so they're only seeing, like, the best things. And the TikTok pastors, like, they're posting the most inspirational things. And it's, like, they're drawn to that, like, just in passing, just swiping. But, like, when you're in person, it's, like, you're looking at this guy, and he's broken, and he's preaching, and he's shepherding you. 
um, and you're just you feel that connection with them like the TikTok pastors it's like nice to see them in scrolling but a pastor a broken pastor that's in front of you preaching it's good to feel that connection well, that's good. Another thing that's interesting too, yeah. Cause as we continue this podcast, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we just got good um, um, round two. Um, but like, it's funny you say that, James, because I was thinking about that too. Where I feel like your generation like loves transparency, but it also loves celebrities. Mm-hmm. And the definition of a celebrity is not transparent; like it's fake. And we all know it's like we know it's like it's like wrestling back in the day. We know it's fake, but we don't care. You yeah. know. And so that is an interesting dynamic where it's like, and I think that's why we've got to be nuanced in these conversations because, you know, there, there's a lot of things happening and they kind of are all coexisting at the same time. And so one is like, yeah, I do think transparency is important. I've noticed that the more I open up about my struggles as a pastor, the more people listen, the better feedback I get my messages, you know, um, I have absolutely noticed that. Whereas like I can talk about how, you know, in the past I've really struggled with anxiety Back in the day, you weren't supposed to admit that because mm-hmm. the, it might be bad for the church, for the pastor to admit he's weak, you know. But now it's like, man, people will come in for that, you know. Um, so th- there's that aspect of it. But there is a desire for, like, celebrity and these personalities that we just follow. And we know we don't know their life, you know. Like, there's, I mean, I I can think of one, like, TikTok pastor. I love, like, it was so crazy. Like, he's like this, like, uber conservative, you know, loudmouth preacher. I mean, saying some good stuff, you know, that's true. But then he um, he got divorced, you know, which biblically, at least for a season, you know, requires you to step out of ministry and figure stuff out, you know, and gets remarried. And it's like all of a sudden, like, no one cares about that. You know, it's like he's all preaching against all these other sins, but then he goes through something and it's like we ignore that. And so it's almost like people, they just want someone to speak their truth boldly because maybe they're afraid to do it. And yeah, he's a broken vessel, but at least he's speaking when he needs to be spoken. Um, why do you think your generation is so drawn? Because, like, there is transparency, but there, there's also a clear draw to celebrity. Like, why, why is that? Like, why? what is it about that for you guys? I don't know. To be honest, I it, don't it's know. It's probably the human condition, now I'm thinking about it. Like, it's probably the human condition. I don't yeah. think it's anything new, but I guess, in a sense, I guess I just would have thought maybe that'd be less of a deal for you guys, since it is all about transparency, you know? But I guess you just, it is what it is, you know? I guess. I mean, on TikTok, there's, like, celebrities on TikTok, so, like, we see, like, part of their lives through that, um, and that's not, like, total transparency, but that's, like, more transparency than what there was before TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anything else you want to share to our viewers, to millennials or boomers, whoever's watching? Um, Bro, we got Gen Z audience. There's some Gen Z. <laughs> some Gen Z. I, I see you. <laughs> um, Jesus loves you. That's a good message. I like it. Awesome. It's a good conversation. Good interrogation. Hopefully, it wasn't too bad for you. Uh, but man, we love Britain and uh, love his generation, and I look forward to years to come. Man, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time.